0: (laughs) i'm a bag bitch what's after
1: breakfast what's before lunch it's austin texas it's weird brunch
2: it's halloween we're recording on halloween Mm -hmm. and it's also uh what's 31 minus 17 14 14 days after Haley's birthday. Yeah. So I have her birthday present. Oh, God. And oh, I want you to... I'm so it. excited. It's covered in eBay tape. It is. It is from I, you good. the annals of eBay. I ordered
1: from eBay now instead of Amazon.
2: Here it is. Oh, God. Don't knock anything over. I'm trying not to. It's a tight fit, but I've been searching for this particular thing. <gasps> For a while, oh. and I finally found it for the price that I wanted. It's wrapped up in a lot of bubble wrap because she is vintage. I can, I can tell already. Oh, um,
0: the, oh, oh
1: mm.
2: Keep it going. Come if, on! If there's like hella bubble wrap on this, so I
1: know it's. She's very safe. This
0: looks like four different things it could be, but I'm hoping. It's, <laughs> oh my god! Is it what I was hoping? It I don't.
2: Is? It probably is. I think. Be careful with that hair net because you got to keep her, her good.
1: That is a very accurate visage of Dolly Parton. Yes it is. In a look 14 at 14 inch Ooh. pleather um it's like six six, six this is a titty. skirt set? Oh yeah, like I don't I'm not going to defile her by trying to figure that out. This is the coolest <laughs> thing in the entire world. Yes. So
2: there are a few different versions of a Dolly Parton doll, like Barbie doll and there's one that kind of came out, I think, in the early 90s that has her, like, in a few outfits. Like, she's got the straight talk outfit. Yep. She's got, um, like, the white one and some other stuff. But the faces weren't right. Like, it was just almost like a cheap Barbie doll yeah. face. And then I found this lady. Can I see her face again? Yeah. Like- and her face is oh Dolly's my. face. Dolly's face. Yeah. And it's a different one. I think Goldberg is... What whoever made this doll? I think I remember the name Goldberg, but she's larger than your average Barbie doll. She's like a like, she This is a statement it. piece. This goes on the mantle. Yeah. I'm. I know top of the tree. Yeah. Isn't she pr- like in her hair? She came in the. With a hairnet. I had to clean her up some. She's a little dusty in certain places. A little dusty, musty. It's okay. Me too. I have been, Caitlin knows the most about this because I have been sending her dolls on eBay. I was like, <laughs> what about this one? What about the different Why does she between? know so much about dolls? <laughs> she doesn't. I'm oh, just okay. like, would you get this one or this one? This one comes in a two set, but the face isn't as good. Anyways, Haley, will you please show me doll E? Move the hairnet so you can see oh, her face. Come on. There's you and your comfort, your, your emotional support, Dolly doll. <laughs> I start it's bringing Dolly this dollies. place. Like yes. <laughs> have you seen that TikTok trend where people are like, X, it's uh, somebody like sitting in a theater and they're talking and the person behind him is like, excuse me, will you please stop talking? And they both turn around, but it's him. He, it's him and his brat doll. doll. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, I expect you to carry that with you everywhere. Oh, this is
1: like this is the coolest thing. I'm so excited. Well, I want to now like look into the doll and the doll maker and like where yeah. what genre of yeah, dolly so it comes from and here. also like were there how many competing dolly makers were there? Is this like awakening doll. something in me where like two years from now I'm just gonna have like 400 dolly a doll, dolls, a doll lady? It could be. I haven't collected something the Goldberg in a very long time. Company.
2: Goldberger.
1: Oh, is it Goldberger? Well, when I said Goldberg Company Dolls, it corrected to Goldberger.
2: Because Goldberg's such a normal name. A Goldberger can't be that different, right? Goldberger. Okay, so it's a vintage Goldberg 18-inch Dolly Parton live in concert doll. She was definitely the one with the best face, and I thought that made all the difference. Yeah. Because, I mean, who gives a fuck if it's just a Barbie doll with a Dolly costume? Yeah. That's not real Dolly. No, it's not.
1: I want to see her face. That's really exciting. I'm very excited about that. And I, so mm-hmm. from the back...
0: <clears throat> the bottom part looked like pants.
2: Yeah, doesn't it?
0: And then I uh, I thought it was going to be Patrick Swayze from Tu Wong Fu. Oh, and I was like, that would have been good
2: too. Man, like, right? That is if they made a doll of Patrick Swayze I would, from Too Wong Fu. I would get
0: all three. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that the John Leguizamo one is just really
2: tiny. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> who's your favorite? I think John Leguizamo was my, I mean, he's a little very emotionally unstable in Tu Wong Fu, but. Yes. But it's because she's new. Yeah. Yep. She's new. I just have a place in my heart for John Leguizamo. 100%. Like, I love him so much. He should be way more famous than he is. He's just wonderful.
1: I have, like, the biggest memory I have of him is from the Romeo Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Like, that was incredibly, he's so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think I,
2: that's what it is. Is he's kind of that weird androgynous yeah, hot? that's and like print. that's like that is my, my cup of tea. Yeah. Me
0: too. Yeah. yeah, I love a good androgyny. Yeah,
1: I say that, but then like <laughs> my husband is like the least bearded, androgynous.
0: Like, yeah, seriously, yes. uh, you know,
1: same. Yeah
0: emotionally though
2: john kind of has a baby face mm-hmm. when he shaves he's also like six foot four but yeah but
1: you can be androgynous and feminine being tall you know gender is the true, is true. bimodal it's a spectrum yeah. Patrick swayze was pretty tall right i don't,
2: I don't no. know
1: i don't think he, he seems was. like he'd be like shorter than you thought
2: i th- i think like, that he kind is of guy. i think he's not quite as tall plus jennifer gray is like Four foot ten. So that, as soon as I said it, I was like, keep "Wait that in mind, <laughs> yeah. yeah." Happy birthday, things, wit. I I was so excited when I
1: uh, now yeah. I have to think. Now I have three weeks till you it is scorpio mm, mm, season. Mm, mm, hold mm-hmm. on to your butts. Well,
2: and we'll be out of town. People getting sassy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll be out of town through Thanksgiving. That'll and me into fun. that next week. Mom so is I told her about it, but she I know. I know. She's going she's gonna to hold, hold it, it against, against me for the rest of my life, yeah. which is fine.
1: Which is good cuz the last indiscretion about not being um with her on a holiday was me. Mm-hmm. So, this will hopefully kind of
2: overshadow that.
1: <laughs> but it was Christmas that I wasn't there for. So, it's yeah, kind that's of worse. the level of. I'm, well,
2: hmm. Thanksgiving is at, at Aunt Lynn's. Mm-hmm. Christmas is at Mom's. So, Christmas is much worse for you to miss. Yeah, that's true. I think it'll they be, be five. Yeah, but each one of them has five, five kids two, apiece. All under the age of like 10, except for the oldest. And
0: how many cousins?
2: Two, two cousins, cousins, 10, ten children. 10 kids. It's
1: wild. Ooh. Amy and Lacey man prolific procreators
2: they are i don't know if they listen to this but i love all of the children they're all adorable they seem fine <laughs> <laughs> they seem fine i mean that's the best you're gonna get from i mean you never Haley. really
0: know until they're know. older yeah. yeah and then you're like mm, are you okay yep. <laughs> we'll
2: yeah
1: we'll see
0: i have a question for y'all oh okay last night at around 2 or 3 a.m so on halloween mm-hmm. but the first few hours i'm laying down and i start hearing weird screams uh Mm. off and on and people talking very loudly and it's coming from like my backyard but maybe across the street but also Mm -hmm. maybe down the street because they're being very loud like and then it went on for about 15 minutes which is a lot longer than you think it is and i was like do i go out there Right. I don't know what to, do I call somebody? Nothing's going off on my right. neighborhood, on my nosy neighbor ass. Yeah.
2: That, that situation scares me because it's like, well, if it's a bunch of dudes talking and like one woman screaming, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck Sometimes is you happening? Can't, like, so that's kind that of what out. it felt like, yeah. but I couldn't,
0: yeah, I couldn't be sure. Mm-hmm. And I know I heard, but I was also like, maybe that's some kid up late at night and they're like playing... Because we also have late night kids in our neighborhood. Last night was
2: also devil's night. So yeah. the children might. And 3 o'clock a.m. Be... is the witchy now. I, hour. Yeah.
0: So. Um, it, it was, was probably
1: just... demons. Like, I don't know why you're <laughs> that well, concerned about it at this I point.
0: kept waiting to hear Latin. <laughs> and and I, then you would have been like maybe they're
1: <laughs> really ancient demons so yeah. like even it'd be more like yeah. guttural and just noise yeah from the, from the depths of the primordial ooze to your ears
0: yeah it was uh it was just really bothersome and then i was like i'm just going to i'm just going to close my eyes cuz i wasn't going to wake anybody up to go out there and try to be a hero sure.
1: well did you do a uh... <laughs> turtle hey, walk what's going on out there like <laughs> Very that. He's done it. He's done it. Did you wake up and do a nosy neighbor app retrospective to see if anything came of it? I have not Uh, yet because part of me is like, I feel complicit if something did happen. I do think that is a interesting consideration because I would say probably 10 years ago, if I heard something that I thought would have been a disturbance to bug me enough, I would call the cops like immediately. And now my understanding of what the cops actually do in those types of situations mm-hmm. is worrisome. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what the better default answer is on that. And,
0: um... My neighborhood is uh, not super white, mm-hmm. and so that's another reason why I'm like I don't call cops. I hear gunshots, yeah, I don't yeah. call cops. No. That ain't, that ain't me. So uh, yeah, I guess I need to check the apps.
2: Well, if you hear it again tonight, that's when I'm
0: checking myself in mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm.
1: anywhere. <laughs>
2: Goodbye.
1: You also just recently had like a carjacking happen right in front mm-hmm. of your that's house. True, yeah, you've already talked yeah. to the
2: cops once this year. Oh, Let's yeah. not make it twice. Let's not make it a habit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I just got put in time ma'am, out. <laughs>
0: Man, got grounded with eyes. Um,
2: grounded by your eyes. No. It was good, and you know, it. No. get out of here. Okay, bye, bye, Bailey. Take your doll and leave.
1: It is a nice doll. This is, a, I mean, I don't it's really beautiful. need anything else from this experience at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my and doll.
2: I'm cutting you out of my life bye. now. That I'm got, I'm, I've like got her this.
1: nail polish. She's yeah, it's she detailed.
2: Is detailed. Pretty. It's the mole. Also gets mm-hmm. me like the mm-hmm. hair with the hairnet so it doesn't get fucked well, up and the, the eyes are like in perfect yes dress. she looks just like dolly i mean the
1: goal now is by this time next year that i get that same outfit <gasps> which i think i can probably yes. swing and you that's a and perfect is, halloween costume okay. and so i show like, up and people are like what are you and from behind my back i pull yes are you talking i'm this
2: us (laughs) excuse me yeah this is me i am her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we've melted into one person nadja with the nadja doll from Mm we are in the shadow what we do in the shadow. oh i finally started watching that isn't it once? very good it's It's very funny so good
0: i haven't watched the most recent episode i haven't watched the most recent
2: season the last have you seen the jackie daytona episode no i'm not that far i'm like a
1: season and a half in i can't wait for
2: you to get there
1: i'll text you while i'm yes. I'll live tweet directly to you at weird Brunch please do my, <laughs> so i've good. never tweeted before in my life i'm pretty sure you have a twitter oh logo. i did it's i'd have yeah. protected yeah
2: because yeah. i was like i don't i need still tag you in it when i post about our stuff which i, I haven't so, posted maybe. about the last two episodes because this oh is the kind God. of shit i've been doing. Oh, so i Midland.
0: i have a it's and beautiful. he's got his little toothpick. yes um I've just been what when I watch TV, I just pull this out and do doodles. I'm Doods. using an iPad, like both a 25 year old and a 60 year old. Yes. So, I'm falling right in the middle. Yeah, and
2: You're or like a four year old. Yes, yes. We should get you one of those big like plastic <laughs> protector things. <laughs> I all are you just watching <laughs>
1: Cocoa Melon yes. in the corner?
0: Is that the thing where it's just the fruit singing?
2: I don't know what I that is. I don't know.
1: I only know it in reference from uh, people I know who reference are parents. It. Yes. I usually don't get near children enough to know what their whole deal well, is. Well,
2: legally. Oh, so you're a child. <laughs> you're oh. choosing to be a child. Yeah. That's That's interesting. interesting. And, and who are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> don't look at my doll. She's not to be played with. <laughs>
1: I should bring this doll to Thanksgiving. I and really used to yes. let
2: any of the children. Oh, do you want to done? see it? Yeah. No. That's a
0: fantastic. That's a fantastic. If anything,
2: thing. So when those kids are older, they can be like, Well, my Aunt Haley. Right? <laughs> she brought this doll. She tortured what you me. Do, Aunt Lynn and Uncle Randy have those. You know that old I've looked into purchasing one of these because I want one, but that old school like Texas vibe where it's two posed quails like taxidermy <laughs> quails under like a glass
0: mm-hmm. thing yep i am familiar like an, yes like what bell has around kind of the
2: yep. rose and beauty and the beast mm-hmm. it's like that yeah. and every should, grandparent
0: in the 80s and 90s had it absolutely in Texas,
2: you should Take that thing, like <laughs> t- take out the quails and put Dolly in it, or put her in with the quail. Yeah, with yeah. the quails. <laughs> Ever oh, riding a quail? This is making me want. You know, sorry, Dana and Drew are gonna have to skip the Mexico wedding so I can witness witness this and photo then, oh,
0: shoot. And, and then the child who's like heard not even gonna ask about it. Yeah, that child gets it they, in the will. They get mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
2: Okay, well, welcome to Weird Brunch. We've been talking for a while, so we <laughs> and should probably start. My story kind of is long. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, I'm Whitney Lamond. I'm Lisa Friedrich. I'm Haley Lamond. Cool. Let's actually tell some some shit. I'm in a Lamond sandwich. You are in a Lamond sandwich. How does it feel? It feels juicy. safe. Safe. Well, safe. No. I don't <laughs> know
0: safe about in juicy. like uh,
2: two cats. Like
0: Oh, but they're cats that like, like they're nice, play fetch.
2: They'll go <laughs> scratch you in the face on accident. Yeah, but on purpose. The but relationship is on our terms. They'll cuddle. <laughs> they'll do a cuddle. The Relationship is you on You are our
1: petting table. me now, that could end. We are on top of the cabinets.
0: Yes. <laughs> at all times. <laughs>
1: That's not far.
2: Aww, off. cats
1: rip Asher uh Asher mm. AKA Fatty, Fatty Lamond Gordon
2: yes. Huff. How, was, yeah, 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 yeah. You know,
1: I'm very sorry. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a bummer. Bye, Asher.
1: Womp, womp, womp.
2: Ew, gross, dead well, cat. Thanks for listening. Yeah, <laughs> <Yep. laughs>
0: we're gonna go. Do anybody have the a dead same cat? Story? Lines
2: of Asher dying. Um, the spider that lived in the front of my house died. Oh, the orb um, Weaver. there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, same, same. I thought something was the matter with her cause she was very lethargic, but I had seen, I think she might've gotten into a fight with something bigger than her because she, her abdomen had something oozing Ooh. out of it. And I was like, oh no, she got punctured. Didn't she just have babies too? She was making a nest and I wonder if she got hurt. And, like, at a last-ditch effort, tried to make a nest because the nest was like halfway made. And then she stopped and then she died. And I found her body and I took it you and it's it. posed on our pumpkin outside right now. It's real life. Everyone mourns in different ways. And I think, <laughs> I mean, we can <laughs> bring her solid. inside here. We've done a mm-hmm. podcast with Dad's Ashes, we can bring inside my dead spider we could we could do our own version of like a pet cemetery
1: and go do it at mom's house because that's true there's there's a lot.
2: probably a dozen there's animals a we
1: actually
0: have our pet cemetery set up in our front yard that's what oh. cj does every year little tiny gravestones oh that's adorable. Adorable. it's cute and it's also an excuse to not mow half the lawn there you go it's for the aesthetic it's uh it's a good time i have two sad weird cat stories but for
1: right now is this relevant to the podcast or it's we not,
0: not relevant to dead cats so well we can move forward I think
2: everyone's got their own dead cat <laughs> yeah. story all right rehoming yeah oh i think you told me about that there's two that are yeah well the one is yeah you really told me fucked about up. that who wants to go first
0: Mine's extremely long, so I would like to volunteer myself to go last so people can just ignore it if it's too long. (laughs) They've got shit to do. All right.
2: we got to
1: get the kids to soccer. Sure, of course.
2: It's trick-or-treating time also. Yeah. Haley, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay.
1: No worries. Okay. George and Jenny Sauter and and their nine young children were celebrating Christmas Eve 1945 in Fayetteville, West Virginia. Um, Later in the evening, five of the Sauter children – Maurice who was 14, Martha who was 12, Louis who was 9, Jenny, Jenny Jr. You don't get a lot of juniors from the mom, so I think that's actually pretty cool. Jenny Jr. Jenny Jr. adorable. Eight. I do
0: that's that's maybe my favorite part of this story cuz of joy anyway.
1: Yeah. Um and then uh Betty who was 5 asked their mother to let them stay up a bit later than normal because the eldest daughter, Marion, had actually saved up money Um, working at the dime store and bought them all new toys and they were having to have a good of a time to go to bed. Miss Sauter agreed as long as they did their remaining chores before they um, packed up and went upstairs. Sometime later when the family was finally asleep the phone rang and Ginny the mom Ginny woke up and answered in a female voice who she'd never heard she didn't know who this person was asked if so-and-so was at the house and Ginny was like no you have the phone- wrong phone number and Ginny noticed that she heard like a party in the background like laughing and she was like okay and like hung up and then at that same time when she was walking back to her bedroom she noticed that all the children had already gone to bed so this was about twelve thirty. and then at about 1 in the morning Mrs. Sutter heard something like hitting the roof and sliding down and then pretty soon after she started to smell smoke. Mm-hmm. So the parents, George and Ginny, jumped. That raccoon was smoking? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. you're just a badass raccoon <laughs> in the neighborhood. <laughs> Smoke cigarettes on top of their house. I know the type. Um, buy liquor for the kids from the convenience store. Yeah, here you up. go. Yeah. <laughs> we solved the mystery, guys. I'm glad so that we dumb. figured it out. We are done. So the parents jumped out of bed. And attempted to wake up all the children by yelling, but they uh, the staircase was on fire, so they couldn't physically go up and get anybody. So they fled the house. Um, Jenny, actually, since the first floor wasn't quite engulfed in flames yet, she went and picked up the phone to try to call for the firefighters, but the phone line was dead, and she noticed that was weird because the lights were still on. So she fled the house. They get outside. They assess the situation and they see they were able to get their two-year-old Sylvia because it was she was sleeping in the bedroom with them. Their seventeen-year-old Marion, the one who bought the toys for the younger kids, and their two sons who were still at the house: twenty-three-year-old John and sixteen-year-old George Jr. So of the 23? Not, Twenty yeah, you know, I live. I was. I've gone back to my parents' house a couple of times in my twenties yeah. and lived there. But like forty, it was nineteen forty-five. Yeah. So World War II is happening. It would have <clears> been done at this point. Back. So maybe he's re- recouping from that. So, Thank you for being Karina that moment. <laughs> Um, the other five kids shared two bedrooms on the second floor the, of the older children, the 17 year old, the 23 year old and the 16 year old, they were in a couple of bedrooms like on the left side and the other kids were in two bedrooms on the right side. So those five children were still up in the house. George desperately, the father tries to get to his five children um, that he presumed were still in the house. There was usually a ladder leaning up against the tallest side of the house that he used for work, but it just wasn't there. and then. George had the idea that he could drive one of his trucks over to the side of the house, climb on top of that and get on top.
0: That's such fast thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: (sighs) However, both of his trucks were not working when they were working earlier in the day. So, and there were also, this is a kind of note, there were coal trucks. So I know, like, maybe don't park mm. a cold, like, coal fire. It might made it worse, but you're doing what you can to get your kids mm. out of the time, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't know. You yeah. can also
2: stand on the hood of the car. Like, you don't have to back it up with all the, coal the way in
1: it. Yeah. They were doing everything they can to try to get into the house. um Marion, the oldest, they sent her to go to the neighbor's house to try to call the fire department again. She gets there. They can't get through to anybody because no one's picking up because it's Christmas Eve. So, you know. Santa. Santa. Santa's supposed to who fell off the roof? It'd be a cute story Aww. if it wasn't horribly tragic. Santa burned to
0: Santa was smoking a cig. Yeah.
1: So George George it's is trying it. to find a way to get into the house to get his kids out. uh Marion's gone to a neighbor's house. The neighbors like, screw it, I'll just drive into town to try to go to the fire department. They get there. They get to the fire chief. He s- initiates the like phone tree. They have like phone tree of mm-hmm. it's it's small town. It's 1945. It's not like the most robust system Mm -hmm. they do that but in about an hour the fire had burned the solder home to the ground it was a timber house so it was Mm -hmm. basically kindling honestly so i want to say asking for it yeah that house may have been asking for it (laughs) the firefighters finally showed up six hours later at eight o'clock in the morning yeah george and jenny assumed that their five children were dead um and a brief search of the grounds ended up not turning up any remains they didn't find anything no bones no flesh nothing um the police chief suggested that the blaze had not been hot enough to completely cremate the bodies but he didn't really confirm that just for reference bodies fully cremate in about an hour at 2000 ish degree so if you like get a body cremated that's about how long it'll get down to basically completely mm-hmm. ash about but if it was start to finish in an hour probably yes House fires burn at about 1200 degrees, depending on the house. Um, A state police inspector combed through the rubble and attributed the fire to faulty wiring. No remains again were found, were reported to be found. They kind of accepted, like, this is what happened to their kids. And George covered the basement with a few feet of dirt, intending to preserve the site as a memorial. Mm -hmm. And before the new year, so just a few days later, the coroner um, officially licensed or issued five death certificates. Um, noting fire or suffocation as the cause of death. So how
2: many kids survived? Four.
1: Okay. So they had ten children altogether, Hmm. nine of whom were living in the house, four of whom escaped, and then one child that was away at Army. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I'm going to Army, Mother. Exactly.
1: The sealists were sharpshooting. We're not going to play this off like half of our I
2: know. Uh, um, Well, I assume you know that because is that... From Brandon, or, from Arrested Development. Oh well, I don't remember seal. Uh, the seal. He had a stuffed the seal. Seal. I thought you said c the Never seal. mind. I also thought that. Nope. I thought you said <laughs> I the c c list would just know for sharpshooting is the army, and I but thought that it sounds was a like something at the army. Yeah, that sounds no. like
1: something that like, like a marine, marine would, would say. Yes, yes, 100%. yes, and that's why I
2: thought it because Brandon was in the army, yeah. and that is. That is the whole train of thought. Okay. Well,
1: it was wrong because that's not what I said. I was referencing a a comedic television show. Because no bodies were found, the Sodders kind of began to like doubt if the children were actually in the fire and died. And they began to retrace the the steps of kind of what happened the months leading up that started to make them think that maybe their children would were abducted and the fire was set to cover that um so just a little bit more about the solders uh i'm sorry i'm sorry when, where was this again fayetteville west virginia okay yeah 1945 post-war mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of what else would That's be it. relevant? That's it. Mm-hmm. So the Sodders were respected middle-class family in Fayetteville. George was born in Italy and immigrated to the U.S. when he was 13. Jenny, um, his future wife, also immigrated in childhood. They got married and had 10 children between uh, 1923 and 1943. George was a business owner okay. and mm-hmm. active in the – they had a pretty predominant Italian community in this part of West Virginia. You know how immigrants would come and kind of set up in a- little areas like – Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg is Mm -hmm. a huge
0: German population. I always think Italians when I
1: think of West Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) So, and it's just reading through the articles on this. uh, A lot of them note that no one ever mentions or why they had to immigrate, as if it should imply something like dubious mafia. But they were children. He was thirteen, and he was she was a child. So. I, I don't know why they try to per- push that specific narrative like he was running from something. I know I did weird shitty things when I was 13, but probably not enough to get the Italian that mafia would, on my and head. That would <laughs> have been, chase what, you internationally. <laughs> that would have been like
0: 1910-ish. It would have
1: been... twenty. No, when he immigrated. When he yeah, so when he immigrated, he was born in 1905. 1905. 1915, pre-World War mm-hmm. I. Um, so in the month before the fire, the Sodders noted noted several strange occurrences. There was a um traveler who came by the house in the fall looking for work, and he kind of meandered to the back of the house and pointed to the fuse boxes and said, That's gonna cause a fire someday. And George thought that was weird because the power company had just come out a couple weeks before and inspected it and said it was fine. So he kind of noted that in his brain. Around the same time, another man tried to come by and sell the family life insurance. And when George said he wasn't interested, the insurance salesman like freaked out and said, your goddamn house is going up in smoke and your children are going to be destroyed. And then he said, you are going to pay for the dirty remarks you've been making about Mussolini. Yeah. So, now George was an out, outspoken in his dislike for the Italian dictator Um, occasionally engaging in arguments with other members of the Fayetteville Italian community, but at the time, he didn't take threats seriously. It's how people fight about politics all the time, right? Also, the fire would have happened like six months after Mussolini died. Um, Mussolini died in April of 1945, and this was in December of 1945, so kind of, as we all know, some political fan clubs often outlast the life or relevance of their figureheads, so who knows, especially when it comes to dictator-leaning personalities. The two older sons surviving older sons obviously recalled something kind of weird that just before christmas they noticed a man parked along the highway by the school the person in it was like in watching the children like come out and like go home so they thought that was kind of weird like somebody just like creeping on kids potentially you'll get you'll notice that a lot of these are just like sure random one-off anything
2: weird that stuck out to you yeah which you know yeah
1: Yeah, you. i mean that's what solves crimes too so it's hard to say is this paranoia or like grasping at straws Mm -hmm. or in any maybe other circumstance it would be impactful and important so you know especially if it's your kids, right? So the solder's suspicion grew. Um, a telephone repairman told the solders that the house's phone line had not been burned through by fire, but it had been cut. Ginny also had trouble accepting um, the belief that all traces of the children's bodies had been burned completely in the fire. Many of the household appliances had been found still recognizable in the ash, also with like fragments of metal and tin roof. They bring that up a lot, but organic compounds burn quicker yeah. than Right, I mean, I plastics. think that's how they yeah.
2: identify how, what temperature the house burned is based on what's left. What's left,
1: yeah. Like, when you read it through, like, a lot of the articles associated with it really just, like, PowerPoints down all the suspicions without any of, like, but when you think about it, mm-hmm. it's like, this is kind mm-hmm. of what's happening. People are kind of coming out of the woodworks with, like, witness accounts and stuff like that. So a bus driver that passed through Fayetteville late on Christmas Eve said he saw some people throwing, quote, balls of fire at the house. And, Goodness gracious. Yeah, great balls of fire immediately george was like oh like uh, we could call them pineapple bombs but basically like incendiary devices like you'd mm-hmm. use in revolution or war um and they did find like a green ball, ball thing in the in the spring but who knows right was it
2: just a crab apple maybe it was just it a crab apple yes yeah i think if you soak a crab apple in gas and It'll light on fire. Well,
1: we'll go in the ditch behind mom's house and grab some crab I about apples. I to say yeah, there's only and, one way to yeah, figure, figure this out. All right.
2: Well, we'll be back in 30
1: minutes. <laughs> so at this point, this is a kind of in the spring. The Sodders are kind of like pretty firm in the idea of like our children did not die in that fire. They're somewhere. So they hire a private investi- investigator who found some kind of disturbing things so He found that the insurance salesman who had threatened them with the fire and the anti-Mussolini statements and all that kind of stuff had been on the coroner's jury who ruled the fire an accident. Whoa! Um, The PI also found out through rumors that the police chief who like dug initially dug through the crime scene Mm -hmm. had actually found a heart while sifting through the ashes the morning after the fire, but didn't tell the Sodders because he like was trying to like shield shield them from that. Um, And the chief then took the heart, buried it in a tin box, not far from the home. And so once they found out the information, they made him go dig it up and they brought it to a coroner Mm -hmm. and it was a beef liver. Oh. oh, I was so, like, this is Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. <laughs> Some telltale heart. heart. Yeah. That didn't really lead anywhere. There's also just all different types of sightings of the kids kind of in the area and cars. And I'm mm-hmm. not really going to go over that because it's not illuminating and not really worthwhile in any kind of way. It's it's what you get when any time there's a missing persons report that we sure. see. We experienced this with the Brian laundry thing kind of recently. So you see it everywhere. Yeah. On the face of every child. <laughs> Seriously. So four years later, we're in uh, 1949 now. The Sodders are still looking for answers. Uh, they contact the FBI to try to get them to investigate the kidnapping but Hoover was like nah that's not like I feel for you but that's not really what the FBI is used for fuck Uh, off Hoover Hoover.
2: go live in your (laughs) ville.
1: nice whitney you really got him
2: history (laughs) Mm.
1: they decided to excavate the property and they sent the dirt that they pulled up to the smithsonian where they do find human vertebrae like individual human vertebrae from what they could tell was somebody probably a male 16 to 17 years old Mm -hmm. younger than 20 the oldest um, solder child that was in the fire was 14 But the Smithsonian was like, yeah, if you had a child that maybe matured a little bit more rapidly, this could be a 14-year-old's vertebrae it's mm-hmm. definitely possible the only thing that was weird about that is there was not any indication of fire on the bones like they were not charred or anything like that
2: i don't know how bodies burn but like you would think that as it's happening there'd be some protection on the bones just based on your muscles and skin and everything burning away right maybe but fat is a fat is a incendiary device like fat burns. maybe he was like Fight really club. live. <laughs>
1: maybe well but at the same time so they had kind of figured when they filled in the the footprint that property was on Mm -hmm. that it was probably in the dirt that they used to fill it in with because it's not uncommon practice to dig from take dirt from like around like cemeteries and stuff because it's open land Mm -hmm. so it probably probably was
2: that it was someone else's vertebrae (laughs) yeah
1: at this point four years on any kind of official efforts to getting answers just kind of end the cops are pretty yeah yeah Yeah. so in 1952 the solders put up a billboard on route 19 going through Fayetteville the city of Fayetteville that strip of whatever is about 100 yards long it's not very long but you have to drive through it for some kind of like main thoroughfare so if anybody during this time period they would have seen this billboard and it is a billboard with the pictures of five children with descriptions underneath each child um, showing a reward for $5,000 and it said what was their fate kidnapped murdered or are they still alive during the 50s and 60s there were many reported sightings of the kids at all different you know stages of life um obviously further fueled by people consistently seeing this billboard and keeping kind of the story alive and george the father would go and investigate pretty much any lead that he thought was credible
2: that breaks (sighs) my heart
1: and um, nothing really ever comes of it it all kind of ends in a dead end no matter where he goes and then in nineteen sixty seven. A letter shows up and the Sodders believe it's credible. They think that Lewis, who was nine at the time of the fire, was still alive. Ginny, mom Ginny, found in the mail a letter addressed to her, postmarked to Central City, Kentucky, with no return address. Inside was a picture of a young man around 30 with features strikingly resembling Lewis's. I say Lewis or Louis, whatever. We'll say Lewis, who would have been in his 30s if he had survived. On the back was written, Lewis Sodder, I love brother Frankie. A little boys i l i l boys a nine zero one three two or 35 so kind of like gibberish that doesn't really make any sense they hired another private investigator to go to central city to check it out but he just kind of never reported back and they couldn't get a hold of him again uh. Uh, so they just like stole his money hmm. but the picture gave the family hope because they really saw their son in this picture and i think about it like you and I look like we did when we were younger, mm-hmm. like we truly. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. I have a hard time telling if other people do. Yeah, you know, there's some people who are like, "That is you." Like that is right. Who that
2: person is, or like young pictures of Dad don't look like old pictures of Dad. But Haley and I, yeah, but the mustache, we look the same. And I do think having Mom as like a Mom has almost strong genes. exact replica go off of too. I'm trying to think if
0: I. I don't know. I'll have, I'll pull I it up later for you. You look like
2: you. I've seen a few older pictures of you. So
1: that gave the parents and family like hope that the, maybe one of their kids was still out there. So they actually added that picture to the billboard as kind of an age progression. Um, and they printed it out and put in a large photo of him over their fireplace.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, so, This so, is just
1: so sad for yeah. those parents. And so that was 1967. Um in 1969, George Sodder died, and Ginny and the surviving children continued to try to solve the mystery of their missing siblings, all except the eldest son, who was the 23-year-old who was present for the fire. He was who, in Army. Oh, no, wait. No, no, not the other one. Not the Sorry. not the oldest, oldest one. Like, he might have actually been the oldest, but he was the one that was still there, that was mm-hmm. in the house, Um, who said they should accept it and move on with their lives. He was the only one who, like, was not down for – to clown, you mm-hmm. know? Ginny – so she – they – continue to search and keep everything that they can do to try to find these children jenny died in 1989 fully believing that her children were alive and somewhere out in the world and after she died they ended up taking the billboard down pretty soon after Mm -hmm. the other children continued to search for the answer um the advent of the internet for like internet forums reignited the search for this there's a lot like there's so much information about this story out there and a lot of it is from internet sleuths continuing to to bring things up and keep it alive. This also allowed for those older children to keep that story invigorated because they would be on the forums sharing more details just about the family and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, surviving family members continue to utilize new medium of the internet to continue their efforts. So the oldest surviving sibling, Sylvia, who was two at the time, she was one in the bedroom with her parents that got whisked out. She was the youngest. She died this year in 2021 and she's the last daughter child um in an interview from 2013 she said i was the last one of the kids to leave home she and her father often stayed up late talking about what might have happened quote i experienced their grief for a long time she believed her siblings survived that night and assisted with efforts to find them and publicize the case her daughter said in 2006 she promised my grandparents she wouldn't let the story die that she would do everything she could but to this date There's no answers for whether the children were in the household or not. Um, There's no firm evidence that would indicate that they were actually kidnapped. When you think about the inconsistencies in the stories that would like lead people to think that maybe something hinky was going on again it's like if you really think about it it's not that strange one of the things that gets brought up is the the phone still working or the phone not working when the lights were still on phone systems are independent of electrical yeah. systems mm-hmm. yeah so you could even you can even have an electrical fire and the lights still be on like that's not uncommon mm-hmm. i yeah it Sometimes when I read stories where internet sleuths really like dive into stuff, the stuff that they pay attention to is so weird because if you just ask one person who knows anything about, ele- like I went to Brandon, I was like, when I was reading this, in I was this? like, I'm assuming this. And he's like, yeah, no, you could have a fire fully blaze in a house and lights still be on. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter where it starts from. It matters where it gets to. And so I'm like, yeah, there's also reports from like a neighbor that they saw somebody breaking into the house on the night of the fire and they think that they cut the phone lines but they meant to cut the electric and that guy was apprehended and they it's it's all this Mm. kind of like weaving of what's true what's not what's just being built up to make the story more interesting or find excuses but I mean I think the most likely thing is that the kids died in a fire, yeah, and they didn't wake up because they were in the attic kind of area. So they probably got knocked smoke out first inhalation. because of smoke. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. how
2: sad those poor parents. Yeah devastating well happy Halloween <laughs> <laughs> mine is just as being a bummer oh well mine's <laughs> not a bummer I'm glad I'm in the best. middle mine is not a bummer um so I have been sitting on this story since I heard about this happening in uh June I didn't think there was enough to go full story on it but since then, new things have come out. I'm super fucking excited. So I assume both of you, maybe more people, if you're listening, have heard of the Redneck Rave, which mm-hmm. back in June, mm-hmm. there was uh, the this like big, you know, it was like viral news, like 14 people arrested at redneck rave like the biggest redneck party in america i I don't know if they have redneck parties in other places that aren't america (laughs) oh yeah i think like ironically probably yeah like having an american party has
0: some fucking weird shit i
2: i would believe that so let me uh recap the uh initial it wasn't the first redneck rave but it was the first one that got this Big, huge attention because of all the shit that went down. This is in Kentucky, June 2021. A five-day festival calling itself the Redneck Rave ended in violence last week with 14 people arrested and 48 people charged with things. Among the incidents that have taken place at this alleged gigantic rave Of rednecks. I just like, I
1: think when I think of a rave, I think about like day glow, candy uh, pacifiers. Candy necklaces, the
2: TV show skins. Yeah, well, I guess I'm nursing that.
1: But and then I think rednecks and I think cut off shorts, physical rednecks. Yes, Confederate flags. Mm-hmm. Yes, and City's I'm trying out. to like. You are correct on all of those things. Mary, like a day glow Confederate flag crop top. Well, let me.
0: That's a million dollar idea. Yeah, you I should hate start to selling it. those to people and donating
2: all the money to like progressive causes. All right, yes. so let's talk about. <laughs> the everything so the festival is organized a place called blue holler off-road park in edmondson county kentucky it's organized by a rapper named justin time why get it oh yeah why is i think his full name is actually who tf is justin time but he goes by justin time good question he's like we're having quote america's wildest and crazy craziest country parties They sell 20,000 tickets to this motherfucker. So among music, the attractions include... A world record attempt for the largest demolition derby ever. Hell yeah! Goldfish racing, a giant football game in a mud pit. I don't know what goldfish racing is. Yeah. I feel like it might be animal abuse, Definitely like turtle abuse. Res- racing is, or like
0: an egg and a spoon. But but I a don't goldfish know in a how fat, mouth How many can you like drink
2: uh, and then throw up? You know, isn't it's that like a, a Jackass Steve thing? Yeah. 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 Um, so very early 2000s. Speaking to the local paper, Edmondson County Sheriff Shane Doyle, Shane Doyle said he didn't have the personnel properly to dismantle this wild event because this little county that it happened in was it it was a town technically but it was like unincorporated because of these yeah because of these 20,000 people it it's more a than amount of doubled the entire population of the little hauler itself mm-hmm. the cops were aware of it though and were trying to you know like Mitigate. at least stay around yeah. so the first vehicle that came through their little checkpoint the first quote the first vehicle that came through we found meth marijuana and an open alcohol container the sheriff said and then one of the occupants had two active warrants and we were like well this doesn't bode well for the weekend so (laughs) organizer just in time was like i can't take any of this i know defiant following the event describing it as quote the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life in a super lengthy facebook event or facebook post Quote, we can definitely improve on a lot of things to make the one in October run even better. And we are listening to all your suggestions. This was the biggest event we've ever done. And with this many people, random things that popped up unexpectedly. I feel like we handled it pretty well. For the negative Nancys, we'll put a complaint box by the port Johns next time. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: I don't, when it comes to like rolling up to a music festival with illicit drugs... Sure. Also, I have friends with warrants who carry illicit. It's it's like Lisa has a warrant
2: right now. Yeah,
1: I paid it off. Okay, but you know, it's both of them. It sounds very outlandish to somebody who doesn't, I don't know, know normal people. Let me continue. I know it gets worse, but it's one of the things. Like, yeah, they went to a music festival with drugs on them, and not all of their friends have paid their fines. Okay you know I mean, yeah meth not great yeah, but i also the meth, yeah maybe. but if we, we don't, don't specify the drugs certain drugs sure. drugs is really drugs. unfair ways
2: what nothing just keep going <laughs> okay so over the course of the five day event one festival goer had his throat slit by a supposed friend who has not okay. been rep- apprehended so who everyone has a friend who, who <laughs> we've got, got the throat, throat. slitter
1: it's-
0: Or the friend that you want to slit their (laughs) throat,
2: you know. So apparently (laughs) these two guys were hammered. They got into a fight. One of them slit the other's throat and then ran into the park. And nobody knows. That's just that. It, Bye, so guy. he still hasn't
0: been apprehended.
2: No. That and guy died. No, the other guy lived Okay. I mean, you know, I'd like. I wonder how slit the throat was. Yeah. You know. Another <laughs> need to get a little, little victim blending, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's okay. Is that really? <laughs> is a is that really? Splitting? Do you see how you where
1: you were are dressed you with your neck so <laughs> yeah. exposed yeah. like that? Yeah. Are
2: you mean dramatic? Very low key. Are you, being, are you mm, a see turtleneck? <laughs> <laughs> Um, another stab, attendee, stab here. yeah, another attendee, Lancer Hodge, Hodges was charged with strangulation and wanton endangerment and fourth degree domestic assault because he strangled a woman who he was arguing over a blanket with until she lost consciousness. Oh, God. Um, like, chill out. It's a blanket. Uh, Did he do but it she with the survived. Oh, no, I, I don't know. It doesn't specify. But that would be weird. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, accidental injuries were also super common. A man was impaled in the abdomen after he drove over a log that went through the bottom of his off-road vehicle. Ooh. He was flown to the hospital after he got impaled. He Did survived. Did know he was driving over a log? Oh, yeah. So okay. that's part of this is everyone has like four-wheelers and yeah. ATVs and they go mudding and they like mm-hmm. crash in cars like just wild.
1: They do that. It's this is like yeah. what Lime scooters are. To Austin.
2: <laughs> they just
1: have A T V. Yeah. yeah. So yeah.
2: another I'm not guy, seeing any
1: difference. Like it's just it's translated to a different I'm, culture. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: another guy like had part of his finger severed by a vehicle, like roll it they were jacking up a vehicle, the jack slipped, you gotta crash down jack. on him, you know? Uh that's always like that's like one of those final destination type of fears I never get out of my head. Mm-hmm. If I, yeah. the very few times I've had to use a jack, that's all I think about. I, I, I act weak and un, incapable. Yes. 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 Man- so there, for yeah. me. those it are yeah. the things that happened Full in circle. June of 2021 at this big redneck race. Was it a three day or is
1: it week long? Five
2: days. Five days of redneck. Right it's middle. mostly like over the weekend though. The yeah. one in June started on Wednesday and went through Sunday. Yeah. And it is camping. Tickets cost between like fifty and two hundred and fifty dollars, depending you know, on what you're buying. You know? Yeah. Kids under ten get in for free. Don't get in. They should not get in. Because kids are welcome. Mm. All right. So Vice, of course, Vice picked up heavy, heavy on this. And they sent a correspondent mm-hmm. to the October Redneck Rave Festival that just happened. just happened. That just happened. So this article was published on October 25th. And the festival was the weekend before that. The article is called I Survived the Redneck Rave. America's Wildest Country Party it's by a girl named Alex Zaragoza um she's from Brooklyn she is of Hispanic heritage heter- there you go that's the head word Hit it Hit it um so yeah she's latina which is significant since this is this Mm -hmm. redneck rave thing so she goes with a photographer i can't recommend reading this article enough it's wonderful it's fairly short also it's it'll take you like 15 minutes it's not too huge not too small i it's just where do i start so the beginning i start at the very beginning full circle again Uh That's uh, some good callbacks Everything today. goes back to the sound of music. So, <laughs> a last weekend, approximately 2,000 sef- self-proclaimed rednecks descended upon the Blue Holler Off-Road Park in Mammoth Cave, Kentucky, a dry county about 100 miles south of Louisville. It's also... Known for having the longest cave system in the world, which fun. I feel like we've done stories Mm -hmm. about something happening in those caves. I believe so. Um, Because there's a bunch of fun caves. There are cave orgies going on. Mm. So if you're looking to do that, go to Kentucky Get your cave orgy done, done. Um, yeah, done. Like, check that off your check list. Check it off your. Yeah. It, we know it's all on your list.
0: And this is just whenever. Um, or is this specifically I, you know, during?
1: We should
2: look on Hole Hunter because I guarantee. Oh, is that, wait, hold on, is that a cave
1: site or is that an orgy site? It is a. Is a, it's a cruising is a square, sorry. a rectangle. Henry? Yeah, I know. Gotcha.
2: <laughs> Justin Time is still the one organizing all these things. 33 year old Justin Time. He's from Avon, Indiana. Avon calling. Mm-hmm. When he first did this, he said, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And I had a buddy say, you know what you do? Dig a mud pit. People will show up and they'll come break their shit. Dig the mud pit. You know they will what? Come. Yeah. They were right. Yeah. Hell yeah. They were right. When they first did their first rave, a thousand people showed up and then they did another one two weeks later and a few more thousand people showed up. And Justin Time says, and I was like, fuck, man, I'm on to something. I stopped working at Arby's, and I tell you that much. <laughs> the quote of the year. Yeah. I stopped, I stopped working, working at Arby's. Arby's. I'll tell you that much. Throw rage. So, what it consenting. is, is a dirty rager in a cornfield that has now amassed fans from all over the nation, people flying in, and the Facebook page has over 750,000 followers. Justin. Is a rapper. He's pretty tall. He's got tattoos. He has a big thick blonde beard and is generally very nice. A lot of fuckins and yes ma'ams and all of his answers to our author here. Fucking yes, ma'am. Yeah. You know you gotta get down there, fucking ma'am, whatever. Sorry, that was terrible. boom hour yeah a little too boom hour like i said the the redneck raven june gained global news because of the throat slashing and the guy getting impaled like come on chill out everybody in general the reaction to it was positive from people going to these things obviously it's gained a lot of popularity people say quote people assume rednecks are white trash uh, but country is not a monetary thing. It's a way of life. Hollywood views it as if you're in this country and you're broke. You've got three teeth, you're mad at the world, and you fuck your sister in Alabama. That's just not us, man. Because they're not Ooh. in Alabama. That's right. true. We like to have a good time. Four we tea. just do it in a four-wheeler instead of a nightclub. These people are full of just fun things yeah. to say. I mean, not always. He's this one.
0: Uh, the Butts and Trucks one.
2: Yes. I would so if you would like to hear yeah, a little bit of little some, some just me. in time. Oh, I do. Let me turn this up for you. This is his most popular song according to uh sorry according to Spotify and YouTube. It is called Rebel Till I Die. Oh, is this good? As if you would be surprised by that. And here
1: we go. So you it's a little repetitive. Very repetitive. <laughs> I mean, okay, so
0: that was my exact
1: feedback. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what the rest of his uh, music.
2: There's a like. lot of uh, <laughs> Confederate flags yeah. in this. Music video, but the music video for this song was filmed at a redneck rave. Not that that excuses the Confederate flag or any of the racist elements, but there you go. You got an idea. That's the type of music we're going for here with Just In Time. The thing about the redneck rave is that they are all like, you know, we're open, we're a family, we'll take whoever, and we're just all here to party and get fucked up and crawl around in the mud. And fuck each other, cave orgy style. Uh, quote, you can fucking go over to that fucking truck right there and say, hey, I want to ride, and they'll welcome you with open arms. If you're a good person, it kind of rubs off on the next person, and that rubs off on that person, and then the next person. A man named Fender Hat, no. a 38-year-old Taking from Milford, a knee on Ohio, <laughs> who works in flood restoration was the like chief of vibes at the redneck oh wave. i didn't
1: know that rednecks See, were like
2: they're into vibes. To vibes okay i yeah that sounds like a I have very thing. conflicted feelings I about think this I'm, this is yeah. the more Here, i'm learning the let more me, i'm like let mm-hmm. me tell you more mm-hmm. fender hat is the like i said chief of vibes if he senses anything shitty going on, if people are starting to get rowdy but not in a chill way, he will bust into their group and holler, redneck rave shit! And everyone else is just like, yeah, redneck rave shit. And then he drives around in this off-road vehicle with a blow-up alien inside that says, show your your boobs on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, that redneck rave battle cry yeah. kind of calms the people and reminds them, we're all just here doing redneck rave shit. You don't need to freak out on this person. Calm down. And it's. It works mostly. It seems
1: very similarly <laughs> modeled to our friends, the Juggalos.
2: Mm-hmm. And also Sturgis.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of comparing I mean, the two. Sturgis here.
1: feels really insidious to me, though, because of the boomer factor. Yeah. Yeah. So the
0: titties are older. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> that's fine. Every titty is a good titty. Yeah. I'm saying the, the, um, kind of confluence of, like, that generation and the redneckness uh-huh. and the kind of state in which the country is right now is worrisome. <laughs> this seems younger. Doesn't it, again, don't love the Confederate flag
2: stuff? There's a lot of that. It's... You heard in the rap also the, like, don't tread on me uh-huh. shit. Yes. Um...
1: Yeah. It's not great. So I disagree. Fender <laughs> but Hat
2: vibes are present. But there vibes. Are vibes. So it's that kind Fender of. Fender Hat says... Quote, everybody's out here just trying to be as wild as they can be and free and have no restrictions on what they do other than wearing a helmet and their seatbelts. On top of, you know, like getting into the festival, you have to sign a waiver before you're allowed on the grounds, basically being like, if I die, it's my fault. Very smart, just in time. Absolutely. Not
1: also probably not ironclad. Probably.
2: uh, I don't know. I mean, they had someone die at another one and nobody's you know done any uh, the party's obviously still going on yeah. as our photographer Stacey and I drove onto the grounds in her minivan we were cheerily greeted by a woman wearing a t-shirt that read I married to an asshole and a shirtless child covered in a thick layer of dirt riding an ATV he waved and we waved back <laughs> There were flags emblazoned with fuck Joe Biden and a uh, lot of Donald Trump pro stuff, especially Donald Trump as Rambo. First time I saw that was you know yeah. in 2016. Uh, lots of Confederate flags. And she does say, as a Mexican woman, I felt uneasy. Generally speaking, I avoid people who support Donald Trump unless I am related to them and have no choice. They're apprehensive, but obviously there's still to report on this. In the main area of the festival, grounds there's a big mud pit and when they walk in there's a redhead just slithering around sensuously for pictures inside the brown water while three children rolled around near her like quote happy slugs in the grime
0: (laughs) i have a confession to make yeah it was me it was okay
2: damn it we knew it sounds like lisa (laughs) i mean mud is you know i
0: the fact that it's mud mud and not acl yeah, mud not that's just shit water I, or
2: vertebrae mud or vertebrae mud.
1: i mean i get the as somebody who has done many different types of mm-hmm. wrestling in various liquids jello mm-hmm. pudding have not done mud wrestling i get why you'd go hell yeah i mean it's <laughs> yeah. like sure. fun i mean yeah.
2: you can go to get mud bath treatment yeah like what's the difference oh i mean
1: like writhing in it and like sure the attention and like, and yeah. i yeah. am
2: a donna. yeah also if you're on drugs mud. you're a little
1: messed out yes. yeah your kids are obviously entertained by the mud as well. <laughs> no. yeah maybe you're on mdma that shit feels good yeah uh
2: i'm i, I agree yeah. um are we gonna go to the next one no <laughs> honestly
1: <laughs> no i think there's too much detract to like no 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 way. i try to have too many conversations. Let me give you
2: a little bit of the other side. Okay. As the mud pit is there, there is a guy and frequent collaborator. His name is Big Murph, a tattooed cuddly bear of a man who filmed his music video for his newest song, Mud That Motherfucker. The (laughs) lyrics including, Get muddy, fuck the pavement, never had to do no faking, made the news across the nation, now everybody's a redneck raven. A crowd stands behind Big Murph as they wrapped around and bounced for the camera, sipping from their homemade jars of moonshine or just shine. You know, you gotta Mm -hmm. know the lingo, it's just shine. shine. Catching the beat proved to be... (laughs) quoting her. Catching the beat proved to be a lot tougher for the extras, however. So a friend of time, Justin Time, stepped in and said, come on, white people. (laughs) This guy is named DJ Sifo. He is 33 years old He's black, he's a barber, and is a longtime friend of Justin Time. And he's one of only a few pe- black people that are in yeah. attendance, of course, because I would not blame anyone for wanting to stay very, very, very mm-hmm. far away from this possible volatile situation. He wore a bright orange shirt that read Wakanda Camp on the front and in racism on the back. Come on, Sifo, you know we ain't got no rhythm, responded a White Man with a laugh. And Sifo and Fender Hat tried their best to keep them moving to the beat. That's a sentence. Uh, <laughs>
1: like a like a mom at a dance recital like, trying yeah, to kids. help them. It's just yeah. dance mom, but it's yeah. just the black person being like, "Can y'all please
2: just get uh, your
1: shit? Just one beat. All if all of y'all can be on the same <laughs> one. We can edit it.
2: Yeah, to at least look correct." DJ CFO said, "I'm here to bridge the gap." He has a gold grill and he is wearing a Black Lives Matter chain. He admitted to some initial skepticism about the redneck rave, but decided that he needed to be there every year to use it to fight division. Quote, a person can, can't be publicly racist out here because they'll get beat up. I represent this shit. I'm here. I'm not a redneck, but you don't have to be a redneck to be at the redneck rave. The title redneck rave, a lot of black people, they might not feel welcome, especially with the political parties feuding. It was a lot of uproar when the Trump presidency versus the Biden presidency. It's a separation in our country. And I realized I realized there was a lot of white people who had never had a conversation with a black person. So when we're at a campfire and I'm telling them about my side of life, then they're like, damn, that's why I come. I don't miss the raves. Or I don't miss no raves. Every rave he attends, Sifo makes sure to wear a t-shirt that lets everyone know what he's about and he gets plenty of support. He said he's he had seen a bunch of people walking around with wristbands st- stamped and racism. Just In Time made it clear, if you come here and you're on some fuck shit, you might get your ass beat, which... You know, I assume racism is fuck shit. Oh, heavy fuck shit. In this situation. Yeah, I'm glad that they
1: recognize that.
2: He said, if you're racist, I want to fight you. Another person said, my thing is as an independent citizen, as a conservative or as a liberal or anything, you need to be educated in what you're arguing or you're just ignorant. You are the problem. Fender Hat echoed the sentiment saying, you come here. Everybody fits in. It's one big family. We don't stand for any racism. It doesn't matter who you are. We accept everyone and anyone. So that's true. This is what they're all saying. But there are Confederate flags everywhere people wearing Confederate flags people wearing trump stuff sorry go ahead well
0: this my concern here is having a bracelet like I everything that was just said is is fantastic having a bracelet that's stamped in racism as someone who maybe is just now learning about racism often that means end racism against w- my people yeah. white people mm-hmm. like I that's it's kind of like an all lives matter situation right. sometimes okay. so I'm hoping that they are actually hearing the message hearing and not just yeah
1: I, I personally think that this will get these raves again. will get us to class class solidarity <laughs> i mean <laughs> obviously
2: well the SIFO's other thing doing is a lot of I, doing a lot of lifting i appreciate one what sifo is doing i do think though if a group of black people showed up there all together would not be it heard. would not be the same yep, no. it sifo by himself acting as a representative, I obviously they don't see him as threatening, but he's outnumbered. Yeah. Well, extremely. Yeah. But also like I would say even like a group of like ten black people walking in together would probably Free cause out. a huge uproar. I don't know. I wouldn't want to go there. I CFO is brave. He said, "I feel like politics is politics. It is what it is." When I break racism down to them, though, they're like, "Damn, you're right, Sifo. The same people that have fuck Biden flags on their stuff—they're just following a movement. Yeah. When they see me, those same people cook me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hell yeah! I didn't know they were cooking out there. Mm. I mean, I'll, you're you're camping for days.
1: Really good too. I. Are like fucking disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> you, can you can get good. You can get that,
2: and I'll, I mean, if it's filled with butter, it's, it's fried. Be it's good. Be good. Yeah. Later down in the article, she starts to like really try to get the experience, and they have this thing called the one K hill. It has treacherous trails and like this big, like slippery kind of muddy rock hill thing, and so. There's people that are supposed to be drive it's like a seventy five degree hill and they're like, All right, we got a thousand dollars who for whoever can race their car up this hill and one team Yes. Oh, are you we're doing to make the angle? We're saying this if is, this zero. is 90, 90, this is 45, Seventy. this is
1: 90, oh. this is ninety. So, so 75
2: would be like,
1: so it's almost a, like a two o'clock straight up incline.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I
1: just, when you call it K, K Hill, I think K hole, and I think they're all in ketamine exactly. and now I mean, definitely I definitely want I to go to you they, a
2: lot of them are on ketamine. I'm really happy yeah. that yeah. eye contact was mm-hmm. the like, same. Com- yep. So there's one team that's like, all right, we're doing it. They're pumping the gas on this vehicle they're in, and they start to drive. They're just like driving up this 75-degree angled hill. The crowd is cheering wildly. And halfway up, gravity is takes over. Yeah. And the car went tires up and tumbles back down the hill. And then say, we have a winner. And they pull the person out of their car, and they're OK. And the man's like, hell yeah, and they give him a thousand dollars. Wait, that's how you won? He was the only person to enter. So oh. no I guess no one else oh felt God. like I totally w- crashing their car for a grand.
1: I wanna think that like he had like a like a four wheel drive like truck that got him up, but part of me wants to think that he has like a ninety nine like Corolla. You
2: know, it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> it really could have been. A
1: car that's worth less than $1,000.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, whatever. So after the glory of his cash prize, Fender Hat walks around collecting money if anyone wants to see, I don't know if it's like a tip or just more winning money. And she says, I threw in $20 because if I'm going to watch a man with wraparound sunglasses on his backwards trucker cap climb a stone mount, I should probably pay for the entertainment. Hey, that's nice. I mean, I agree. So the next... I think that's what the prize money was for. The next installment is people trying to run up this mm-hmm. That's this what I was thing, waiting Right? On. And it's muddy. Everyone's doing it. So the dudes are trying to do this. They race up. Somebody wins. Congratulations. You go. And then it's the women's turn next. And you know what? She's like, it, I'm doing this. Yes. And so she makes these two friends. It's like two sisters who are both very. They're like, we're a hundred pounds between us. So
1: I was about to be like, surprise, it's me and Whitney. But that I, is it not wasn't, true. No,
2: <laughs> definitely not us. Uh, it's
1: a hundred pounds between us if it's just if it's me and you're outside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just me.
0: <laughs> Oh, my God. She's just on your back. Yeah. Dolly. Dolly-sized. Dolly-sized wig, Dolly-sized Whitney. Dolly size Whitney. You know, like here Yoda, like is. a backpack,
2: yeah. Uh, so she's like, I'm doing it. And Fender Hat is like, holy shit. The goddamn media is out here running the race. And everyone's like, Sifo comes up to her. And he's like, are you really sure you want to do this? And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. It's funny, because the picture... She looks like she had a little bit of help. They were trying. Oh, so which one is they, she? The one I with her clothing on? Yeah, it's the one with clothing. Um Aww. That, that one woman is really. I mean, they're trying. Her, yeah, you know, arm into like, it. That's sweet. So she's trying to do it. She ends up getting up a little of the ways. Slipping, sliding down, you know, getting that fun road rash on her leg. And she hits her face when she slips. Almost knocked out a tooth. Didn't actually knock out a tooth. Good. But everyone's like, yeah, one of us, one of us. So after that, Mm. you know, she's really endeared to them. Mm. Um, But yeah, that was her experience at the Redneck Rave. I went and did more digging because the I was like well how you know I wanted to find out how much tickets were because I'm curious and then I went back and looked at some past Facebook events of the Redneck Rave and I found one of their like schedules so people who have performed at the Redneck Rave it's obviously just in time there's Fender Hat there's a bunch of like white that type of rapper Smash dude yeah. um up. but <laughs> In the past, they've had, they brought out Afro Man. Um, Yeah, New Breed, Big Murph, and uh, Lil White, W Y T E, who is definitely a white dude. Um, the sticks and Bubba Wiggles. I don't know if any of y'all. That's heard. the kids show. Yeah, right. Bubba Wiggles, but like <laughs> under ten, go yeah. over there. It's not like what they don't list most of the performers. At least I think the ones that they hire, like Afro Man. Like I couldn't. I, in one of the articles I read, they had posted a list of performers, and all the performers are like, "Take this down now. I don't want people knowing that I'm doing this. But oh still yeah, paid for it, so but like, whatever. yeah." So this was the schedule for Redneck Rave, October 2021. Thursday, noon, load in. Friday, at noon, the free-for-all mud pit is open. 2 p.m., mud that music video shoot at the mud pit. 5 p.m., the 1K rock, little races Mm -hmm. up the 1K. 7 p.m., there's a bonfire. 8 p.m., there's goldfish racing. Whatever that means.
1: I don't I think it's gonna make me sad if I look it yeah, up. Yeah.
2: Saturday they had drag racing, a meet and eat, which honestly sounds way better than a meet and greet. Yeah, um, yeah um, you if you've ever to been to one. Yeah. Five PM is when the concert started and that went all the way to one and then there was a party at the sand cave. Which is that the orgy? The orgy. I assume is the orgy, but sand. And then Sunday is everybody has to be out by noon. So this one was a little shorter than the big, huge one. This one also sounded like it wasn't as attentive. because she said like two thousand people. Yeah, I it's so 20, 000 I think they people. do smaller, little events and the big ones. they're So well, the next one exactly like
0: our Juggalo friends. Yeah.
2: And- if you want to know when the next one is, yes, it is march 17th because he had a dream to do it during spring break mm. it is came to me in a dream yeah. redneck rave spring ba- break at Riverneck acres in south carolina which is near florence south carolina and tickets go on sale december 1st <laughs>
1: You're setting an
2: alarm to go to.
1: Well, because I looked up originally where um, Blue Holler Off-Road Park was,
2: and it's only four hours from Dollywood. (gasps) (laughs) You were making plans. I think they do that one in June. Like, that's still the, kind the of the June core one. one is the big, huge, huge. It's,
1: it's Florence, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay, because there's a Florence, Kentucky, too. It's also only five hours. So it's like Dollywood is smack dab in the middle mm-hmm. of those. Two. Well, that's my big plan is to do Dollywood for probably my next birthday.
2: So this article came out and I was expecting, you know, I feel like you always An expect expose. the worst. Yeah. Um, obviously, the article was pretty real and didn't go in pre-judging these people, even mm-hmm. though they are kind of possibly horrible. Some of, yeah, I, I don't know them. I wasn't there. Just in Time really liked the article a lot. I, if you feel like going and looking on the Redneck Rave Facebook page, one of their top posts right now is of, it says, we need a princess, a Disney princess who open carries. And it's like a weird cartoon meme of like, it looks like Tangled, but she has a big machine gun anyways. Mm -hmm. But the comments on the article itself are very positive. They're like, see, they get it. This is great. Now people understand that we're Mm -hmm. just out there to get fucked up and party. It's not about race, even though there is a lot of racist visual, but they don't, that's
1: the thing is like, when you talk to folks who do display Confederate foxes, they don't, see it that way mm-hmm. which is from ignorance is they just you know I which mean, is important that I, but, our but friends, I don't know if it's uh, ignorance
2: I think it's also blatant like we you Eunice no but from them because it's like almost like devil's advocate shit oh god you know it's it is. I, I think, I, I do
0: think that the, and uh, ugh, but the heritage not hate is so ingrained, like that yeah. aspect where it's like, it isn't about race. It's about like- For you,
1: it's you not know, it's about, about race. race. Right. For yeah. you, right. it's not about and race. And
0: so when they're like raised that way, they still, it's hard to break that down until like, no, this is a symbol of something bigger yeah.
2: than that. Yeah. Right. It's the fucking- nazi flag yeah the same yeah
1: i mean you're a product of the culture that you grow up in and if you're relatively isolated in appalachia it's gonna yeah and i
0: mean you can be progressive as shit about everything else and then that's like that's the hill you want to die on and it's like well maybe that's not the right hill yeah
1: also when people proclaim the whole like see we're not racist we're not racist it's like we have a black person publicly (laughs) you're not like i understand that you under get that blatant racism is something that should not you should not display for your yeah. own social protection yeah. in this situation they're like i don't say the n-word i don't, I don't say the n-word anymore yeah <laughs> like mm-hmm. that shit. i quit doing that At, years like, ago last month or something yeah. um yeah one I month sober but when it comes to like the that kind of event when people see like redneck grave and immediately go oh god what is that truly like have you ever been to a rave? <laughs> like it's, sure, it's just it's... a different adaptation of that concept. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very juggalo. Mm-hmm, and yes. I, you know, the juggalos, the gatherings are apparently, apparently always really positive, great experiences, but there's always shitty things that happen. Like yeah, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you get people together, shitty things are going to happen. Yeah. So but I didn't know that it was that,
2: Way, I had no idea. Yeah. Anyways, I learned something. Yeah, go read that article because it's wonderful. She's a very funny writer, and there's lots of other different little things. Like I said, it's from Vice. The article is "I Survived the Redneck Rave: America's Wildest Country Party" by Alex Zaragoza.
0: So it's also awesome because uh, I mean, Vice has always been a slightly biased. Mm-hmm. So going into that blind is like good on her yeah because a lot of the things i've watched they don't go in blind on some of those documentaries Mm -hmm. we just went to the redneck rave and now we're back we We all found three new husbands (laughs) each (laughs) so like i said mine is a downer um but since it we are recording this on halloween i found something about a murder in a cabin
2: ooh Whoa. I love a good cabin murder.
0: Gonna hate this one. Okay. Uh, great.
2: <laughs> it's not one of those fun,
0: cool cabin Yeah, it's, uh,
2: it's not cabin in the woods. Mm mm. No.
0: Not not the I mean, it is one of whatever. Uh so we it's in Ketty. California, K E D D I E. You're familiar with this one? I'm
1: familiar. This is a good one. Um, and yeah, it is a downer. What the hell? I,
2: you, what the hell? <laughs> oh, Don't come at me that way. Yeah. Right? Five child yeah. deaths unsolved. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe death.
0: Perhaps. Jerry's out. Um, so this happened between April 11th and April 12th, 1981. Um, we have Glenna Sue Sharp and three others brutally murdered in a cabin in the woods the, on april 12th the 14 year old sheila sharp so sue's daughter returns home from staying at a neighbor's house overnight this is cabin 28 at keddy resort but it's interesting because while it is a resort many of these people were like living there full time so she like comes a trailer park kind of situation yeah, yeah yeah so she comes home and she it's uh boy does it suck when she gets home because um, her uh, mother, uh, Glenna Sue Sharp, is dead, brutally murdered. Her teenage brother, John, brutally murdered. And his high school friend, Dana Wingate. Dana is, is a man's name. I know it goes either way. Um, they are all deceased. Everyone is bound by electrical slash medical tape. Vicious, they were either viciously stabbed, strangled, or bludgeoned, kind of depending on the person. Oh. So Sheila's 12 year old sister is nowhere to be found and her youngest brothers, Ricky and Greg. So that is, I think, just as many kids, five, um, just just whatever. The four pretend they're not there. Um, So the youngest brothers, Ricky and Greg uh, and a friend and neighbor boy, Justin Smart, are in an adjoining room completely unharmed and they slept through it. What?
1: Okay. I mean, I'm not a heavy sleeper, so I don't know.
0: I I didn't think I was, but I mean, I slept through some phone calls Hopefully, the other yeah. night, mm-hmm. So who knows? Um well, you were, you know, phone you were calls, a murder, drunk, right? same, same.
2: Yeah. That'll make me. That's made me sleep through stuff before. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Um,
0: maybe maybe these children were maybe
2: they were hammered. drunk. I, I mean, know. they were kind of
1: trailer park kids, sort of. So like, you know, yeah. Not a judgment call. Just a. It seems just like a, a an accessibility.
0: Yeah. Like so 1980, uh, the year before is when the Sharp family moves to cabin 28. Uh, Sue had just divorced her husband and moved her kids from Connecticut to Ketty in North Car- North uh, California. So that's uh, literally across the yeah. country. Fuck you to that guy. And there were six of them and they're all friends with the neighbors. So Sue is 36 years old. John is 15 years old. Sheila's 14. Tina's 12 Rick is 10 and Greg is five. So Rick and Greg were the two that kind of slept through it. Tina's missing. Sheila came home. So the night before, Sheila stays at a friend's house nearby. And John and his friend Dana hitchhike to a nearby town of Quincy for a party. And they came back sometime later. And then Tina had been with her sister, Sheila, at the neighbors, but then returned home. Sheila is like, uh, when she walks in to see this this scene, she's like, nope, and just goes right back to the neighbors. Yeah. And she's like, this, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know what to do. And I thought this was really sweet. The friend's dad, like, runs over to get the younger boys out of the house via their bedroom window mm-hmm. so they wouldn't have to see anything. That trauma. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. And the murders had been notably violent. Um, So the deputy Hank Clement, he's the first on the scene. And there's blood everywhere um, on the walls, the bottom of the victim's shoes, Sue's bare feet, the bedding in Tina's room, furniture, ceiling, doors, backstep. Jesus I mean, Christ. it is everywhere. Uh, yes. And so this also signals that the victims had been moved around after the initial murder. So I don't know really want to go in but whatever uh young john was closest to the front door face up his hands blood covered and bound with medical tape his throat had been slit his friend dana was on the floor beside him on his stomach his head was badly damaged as though bashed in with a blunt object and lay partially on a pillow he had been manually strangled uh his ankles were tied with electrical wire which was wound also around john's ankles so the two of them were connected Mm -hmm. gross i don't like it horrible sheila's mother had been covered partially with a blanket though that had done little to hide her injuries on her side the mother of five was naked from the waist down Mm -hmm. tightly gagged with a bandana and her own underwear secured with medical tape she had injuries consistent with a struggle and had an imprint of the butt of a 880 pellet gun i don't know how you would say that 880 pellet gun on the side of her head like her son throat had been cut all victims suffered blunt force trauma by hammer or hammers uh they also all sustained multiple stab wounds a bent steak knife was on the floor. A butcher knife and claw hammer, both also bloodied, were side by side on a small wooden table near the entry to the kitchen. It would take hours for the police to realize a fourth victim, Tina, was missing. So this is where shit gets really dark. Um, because any really dark. Yeah. I How know. old is Tina? She's Tina's twelve. Twelve. Um, but all of the investigations around this murder were, uh shady shady mm. weird lazy like mm-hmm. so that to me what is year was this again 81 okay um so that to me is kind of like this is where as far as justice goes it gets really funky so once they realize tina is mia the fbi shows up and the sheriff at the time um he with doug thomas um and deputy lieutenant don stoy He was like, I can't find a motive. I I don't understand what's happening. Um, It seemed like these murders were a random act of cruelty. Quote, the strangest thing is that there is no apparent motive. Any case without an apparent motive is the toughest to solve. Stoy recalled uh, to the Sacramento Bee.
2: That's annoying
0: Mm mm-hmm um so there's no signs of forced entry uh one unidentified fingerprint is on the handrail out back and the cabin's telephone was off the receiver all of the lights shut off and the blinds were closed so the three younger boys that were there were they didn't even know what happened and they weren't touched at all like they were completely fine even though um, a woman and her boyfriend in the cabin next door were up around 1 to the sound of muffled screams which is what i heard last night mm-hmm. while i was looking at this which is dumb. Yeah, terrifying um, and they tried to kind of figure out what was happening but they couldn't figure out where the screams were coming from so they were like i, I don't know mm-hmm. The three boys initially said they were asleep and heard nothing, but then the friend of the other boys, and he's also the oldest, Justin Smart, said he did see Sue in the house with two men that night. And he said one had a mustache and long hair, one was clean shaven with short hair, they both had glasses, and one had a hammer. (sighs) Child testimony. Just like
1: had a hammer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Justin said these dudes came in with John and Dana after this party. So whenever they came back from Quincy, these dudes came in with them. Uh, then they got into an argument that turned violent, and then Tina was taken out the back door by one of the men. A lot of potential evidence was discovered at the scene, but pre-DNA era rendered it useless. When the sheriff called the Sacramento Department of Justice, they sent over special agents from the organized crime department, not the homicide department, hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Immediately, they have two lead suspects Martin Smart, Justin's dad. Justin, again, was the neighbor kid. Oh, no. No, he's the neighbor kid that was hanging out with the two boys. Okay. So, Martin Smart, Justin's dad, he's also the neighbor, and his uh, housemate, an ex con named Joe Bo or John Bo Bay. <laughs> All
2: right. Joe Bobo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. He uh, does have confirmed mafia connections. <laughs> Bay. And they're both seen acting weird in suits at a bar the night before. So they're dressed in suits and they're that acting weird. Like they and I'm made like, made that up." Yeah, a little
1: bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it when out of context, like eyewitness reports from people. How many times have I come off as weird in a public environment? You know,
2: 100. percent Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Like Look at
0: I'm, me. I'm never normal. Yeah, I'm always suspect Yeah. <laughs> that's seriously. the case,
1: and you should be suspicious of me. <laughs>
2: and, <laughs> yes. Watch
1: your back.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am capable of yes. everything. I've
1: crafted this image
0: specifically for that. <laughs> Martin Smart later told police that he did own a hammer that matched one of, of the one found used at the scene, but that it had quote gone missing shortly before the murders.
1: Um. Well. D- so when how they're bound and tied up, they're using found items. Mm-hmm. So that's it's not like they it, anybody would have come in like med- medical tape, wiring and electrical tape. Like, yeah. yeah it they, didn't was either ties, like, they didn't have zip ties and have duct tape. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was
0: not either like we got this in our truck. Let's go. Or mm, this yeah. is around the house. Yeah. yeah. Later that year, a knife was recovered in a trash can by the Keddie General Store. And authorities also believe this was linked to the murders. Uh, but wait, what about fucking Tina? A man discovered a human skull in the adjoining oh, Butte County, about 30 miles from Ketty in Plumas County. Near the remains, det- uh, detectives also found a child's blanket, a blue nylon jacket, a pair of jeans with a missing back pocket, and an empty surgical tape dispenser. So these are mm. Tina's remains. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now this is a quadruple homicide. And this is uh, kind of unnecessary, but also kind of weird. Um, the Butte County Sheriff's Department soon received an anonymous call asking, "quote I was wondering if they thought of the murder up in Ketty up in Plumas County, a couple years ago, where a 12-year-old girl was never found."
2: Hmm. Just throwing they, it out there. They got that call like when her remains were found, mm-hmm. like soon a after. Of- but this was like two years later when they found the remains. Mm.
1: So eighty-one was the
2: initial crime. I
0: feel like, anyways. I don't remember. Sorry. If you no, come you're across that
1: we can... Yeah. I'll just die.
0: <laughs> so uh, Sheriff Thomas had at this point had resigned from the investigation three months in. So this is probably also eighty-one. Three months in and. Uh, took a job instead at the sacramento doj uh his handling in the case retrospect would be considered disastrous at best and corrupt at worst. Uh, I was told, suspects were told to get out of town, so to me, that means it was covered up, Sheila Sharp told CBS Sacramento. The Sharp's home was demolished in 2004. So this is some evidence that was ignored and overlooked. Uh, the tape of the anonymous tip regarding Tina, which I don't know if that's a
2: tip. <laughs> like, right. I mean, I think it kind of... Not a tip, but just definitely something you would want to say. Y'all consider this? Yeah. Yeah. That's just somebody who's into true
1: crime early on. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. So the tape of the anonymous tip regarding Tina was found sealed in case files, untouched by Plumas County Sheriff's Department until 2013, when the case was reopened with new investigators Plumas Sheriff Greg Hagwood and Special Investigator Mike Gamberg. In 2016, Gamberg lo- located a hammer believed to be one of the murder weapons in a dried-up pond in Ketty. See, global warming helps us. <laughs> it came to light that Marilyn Smart, Marty's wife and mother of Justin, had left her husband on the day of the murder discovery. Afterwards, she provided Plumas County Sheriff's Department with a handwritten letter sent to her and signed by her estranged husband. It read, I've paid the price of your love, and now I've now that I've brought it with four people's lives, you tell me we are through. Great. What else do you want? Oh. This letter was not treated as a confession, nor was it followed up on at the time. <laughs> Holy shit. Even though Marilyn admitted in a 2008 documentary that she thought her husband... Uh, his friend Bo was and his friend Bo were responsible. Sheriff Doug Thomas contradicted this and stated that Martin had successfully passed a polygraph That's, test. Doesn't Which matter. Doesn't
2: that means mean. zero.
0: It was later confirmed that Martin was close with the sheriff. Yep. In 2016, Gamberg met with a counselor at the Reno Veterans Administration. The anonymous counselor told him that in May, Nineteen eighty one, Martin Smart had confessed to killing Sue and Tina Sharp. What the fuck? I killed the woman, is this his quote. I killed the woman and her daughter, but I didn't have anything to do with the boys. He purportedly told the counselor when in the DOJ when the DOJ was alerted to this confession in nineteen eighty one, they dismissed it as hearsay.
2: Oh my god, duh. I told you I'm fucking bad.
0: it somehow gets worse than the murder. Yes. The most widely accepted theory involves a love triangle between Martin, Marilyn and Sue. It was believed that Martin and Sue were having an affair. So that is what that letter is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Sue was supposedly counseling Mar- Marilyn to leave her husband, uh, who she had said was abusive to her. When Martin discovered this, he enlisted Bo, his friend, and known mob enforcer who had lived with the smarts a mere 10 days before the Ketty murders to take Sue out of the picture. It would account for Marilyn leaving her husband the day of the murder discovery. It would also explain why the smart boy and the other sharp boys in the adjoining room were spared. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Wait, di- sorry. Is he the one who came and pulled the boys out of the window that morning or was that a different neighbor it would have been him yeah okay which is fucked it, because
1: it's because the older daughter who wasn't home went to the neighbor was she staying at the neighbor's house mm-hmm. okay it's all mm-hmm. very incestuous neighborly. wait <laughs> neighborly sure no it wouldn't have been
0: his dad it would have been so she was staying at another neighbor's house okay
2: so it was But another-
0: then the other name, basically, the other neighbor is the bad neighbor. Two neighbors, tail two neighbors.
1: Gotcha. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Three neighbors, really. It's complicated. <laughs> it's a lot of names. Really dark, Melrose yeah. Place.
0: Um. So blah, blah, blah. it also gives context to Martin's handwritten note that Marilyn gave the Plumas Sheriff's Department. Some investigators who picked up the case when it w- was reopened in 2013 tie the slayings to an even larger plot. To Gamberg, it is clear that the DOJ and Thomas-run uh, Sheriff's Department covered it, quote, covered it up, is the way it sounds. Uh, he alleges that Bo and Martin fit into a larger drug smuggling scheme that involved the federal government.
2: Oh,
0: Martin was a known drug dealer, and Bo was connected to Chicago crime syndicates with financial interests in drug distribution. This may explain why the Sacramento DOJ sent two alleged corrupt organized crime special agents. You know who I want to be corrupt is the organized crime special agents. Instead of the agents from the homicide department, it also provides an explanation as to why the two lead suspects were seemingly given a free pass and told to leave town by the by Sheriff Thomas. Furthermore, it suggests an answer as to why this case was handled so sloppily. Uh, remains unsolved and is seemingly not a priority for the Sacramento Department of Justice. What is known is that this 37 year old crime is far from a cold case as new evidence is continuing to shed light on what may have occurred um Although both Martin Smart and Bo Budabay are now deceased, new DNA evidence has pointed investigators to other suspects who may have had a hand in these murders and who are still alive. So now we're saying it
2: could be more people more or different people.
0: Um, And then this was a quote from Hagwood. It's my belief that there were more than two people who were involved in the totality of the crime, the disposal of the evidence, and the abduction of the little girl. We're convinced that there are a handful of people that fit those roles who are still alive. Desi.
2: That's brutal. Cabins. Lots of child death in this one.
0: Cabins. Um, I do think that the the two guys being tied together, that seems a little bit like they got into some weird fight at this party or something, or they knew somebody because I don't know the fact that they're tied together versus like Sue had like a com- kind of a completely different situation mm-hmm. go. I don't know. There's something. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. It's all. I just, and horrible. I hate those cops.
2: Yeah, no Hate shit.
1: Em. I I feel like because I I've obviously listening to other like true crime podcasts. I've definitely heard that story before, and it's amazing mm-hmm. to me how many times something is maybe originally presented as, oh, what a mystery, what a lack of evidence, and maybe we'll never figure this out. Just for years later to be like, oh no, like there's like a lot of evidence yeah. that yeah. the cops the were just cops like, just, no,
2: this doesn't mean anything. Yeah, or not gonna or, pick up the phone.
1: Yeah, or just corruption right yeah
0: and i also like i feel i mean obviously there's always 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 going to be corrupt cops but for Mm -hmm. some reason in the 70s to 80s it feels like it was incredibly prevalent or it's just now coming to light that it was incredibly prevalent and then in 30 years it'll come to light that it was
1: you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. everything is bad I mean, we can talk about the history of policing in this country and why it's like that. Is that the next part of this two-hour episode? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, two, two hours. Yeah. Well,
2: there's only 10 minutes left until it's two okay, hours, so, so it, it shouldn't be this. No, we're not going to dive into Okay. That. Okay. Maybe next time. Give me a two-second version. Uh, it bad. It bad. Cops bad. Cop, cop come from slave
1: trade and escape slaves and progress through society in order mm-hmm. to keep uh the higher classes safe from the lower classes, thus class divide, thus racial divide, uh thus poor policing. Thus here we are. And here we are.
2: <laughs> thus redneck rage. But the, no, well, no. you know. <laughs> I'm still out
1: jury's out on redneck rave Yeah, <laughs> currently.
2: Dang. Yeah. Well, thanks for ending it with a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Happy it, it's,
1: Halloween it's an it's spooky
2: story important to tell. Uh yeah uh like us everywhere Facebook Instagram Twitter uh y'all weird gotta brunch. get more
1: reviews review on Apple yeah podcast. review
2: on any podcast but Apple I feel like is the main one yeah yeah
1: it's yeah that's the one that's gonna move you up in the ranks yeah that would be nice yeah tell your friends tell a friend if you have a friend you're like that's a weird person tell them about mm-hmm. us yeah yeah um upvote us on Meta
2: yeah. <laughs> Please go on to the new Meta. This is Facebook. I know. You know do, you,
1: do you? I do. I don't. I don't want to validate do they have it. Have
2: upvotes on Meta? Is that part of uh, that's what they bit, newly launched? I don't know. But, no, but they it's probably call it something a different. different right? Company. Yeah, I know.
1: It's like Alphabet <sighs> for disgusting.
2: Google. Yep. Yeah. Okay, but that's it good job everyone we love high you. five happy halloween even though i don't know if i'm going to be able to get this out on halloween it might be tomorrow so i'm sorry happy november first november all uh all souls day yes yep scorpio season well it's been scorpio season so <sighs> goodbye goodbye mm-hmm.